Hello, this is Olena of olenabelay.com and I am here for a impromptu live this evening. I thought it would be fun to jump on. <laughs> I haven't done one of these in a while. So let me know where you guys are joining from around the world. We'll talk a little bit about a bunch of stuff. <laughs> and then if you have any um, questions today, I wanna talk more about like mindset stuff rather than skincare or skin health. For those of you who are interested in skin health topics, then I recommend you peruse my website. I recommend you sign up for Skin Queen, my YouTube channel, etc. There's plenty of my Instagram feed. There's plenty, plenty on skin health. But mindset, I think is something that really, <laughs> <laughs> requires a little bit more work. You know what I mean? <laughs> so let me see where you guys are joining from. Oh my God, everywhere. I love this. Um, <laughs> New York, asthma, welcome. Hi from Cyprus. Hello, that's amazing. BC, Canada. Yay, BC, Canada, fellow Canadian from LA. Amazing. Let me see. Netherlands. Ooh, you're just like over there. <laughs> India, Indonesia. Hi from Morocco since 2019. Hello and thank you <laughs> thank you for the date. That is so cool. Hinata, uh, sorry, I, I like recognized your uh, profile picture. So, and your other username. Uh, Vancouver, yay. Hello, say yes to Sarah. And Czech Republic, I love the Czech Republic. I haven't been back since I was 15. That's like 17 years. Time flies. <laughs> Colorado. Oh my God. ID Verma says, love your skin. Thank you. I love your skin too. <laughs> um, hello, Lena from Vancouver. Hi. Okay, so a few of you from Vancouver. It's Hanover, Germany. I love Hanover. Gorgeous. So, so pretty. Uh, Toronto, yay, my hometown. Florida, amazing. Ooh, Dimas says, awesome, love mindset discussions from LA. Ooh, very cool. Uzbekistan. Okay, y'all are quite the international group, huh? Estonia, Hungary, I love Hungary, it's so pretty. Okay, okay, you guys are literally everywhere. Oh, New Jersey, okay. Yay, okay, thank you. Thank you for letting me know where you guys are. That's always so fun for me. I'm like, where are you? Everywhere. <laughs> so that's awesome. So the reason I pop on, pop on, uh, my Ukrainian accent is coming through, pop, pop on today is to talk a little bit about mindset stuff and this idea of changing your mind. Because changing your mind is, for me, has been something I'm personally really, really proud of. Um, as in, it's not, um, how do I say? It's not like my ideas about subjects that make me feel like, oh, this makes me Olena, or this doesn't make me Olena, right? What makes me Olena is my ability to take on new information and change my mind like this. Drop of a hat. Well, I mean, the hat has to be full of accurate, compelling evidence. <laughs> That's what I will drop my old ideas like that. Whoop! Okay, done. Then I move on. <laughs> it's funny. I literally, I had this experience even in school, and this is unrelated to skin health or anything. But I remember once um, I had this friend who randomly just like we were best friends we were helping each other do projects like i would take on one half she would take on the other there was total trust it was so amazing we had this amazing friendship and then one night <laughs> um i'm not going to get into the details but uh, turns out there might have been some um, substances taken on her part i didn't do any drugs in high school whatsoever but not not a one okay i was very pure <laughs> 
<laughs> but anyway, some substances may have been tried, not bad ones or anything, like, you know, stuff that's legal now. <laughs> it wasn't then. <laughs> and, uh, you know, some may be interpretations of events uh, were not very uh, accurate. And so the next day she like broke up with me <laughs> over things she made up. But what it showed me was, um, how do I say? It just showed me what a person was capable of and how a person was willing to view a situation. So she gave me new information about herself that I was unaware of. Not the previous night, but the next day, right? And how she handled the situation and how she perceived it. And this new information was enough for me. So when she wanted to break up with me, I was like, okay, cool. And so the next day when I came to school, I literally didn't see her in class. There was no heartbreak. There was no like, oh, I wish her this or I wish her that or, ah, you you know, I literally just turned a page and it's not because I was psychopath or, <laughs> or I lack emotions. I was sad the previous day, but like when you take on new information, I can't go and unsee or unknow something. I can't go backwards. Okay. And it's funny. My grandfather, he used to say this phrase to me growing up. He would say only crabs move backwards, even though that's like probably anatomically inaccurate. I don't know if they move sideways. I don't know much about crabs, but I love that expression because it was like a funny way of saying that you have to keep it moving, keep moving forward, right? Whatever that means, you just have to keep moving forward. And as you guys know, especially Muslima who's followed me from 2019, <laughs> but some of you have been around longer and you know that certain positions that I have had on certain subjects have changed a lot. Some people call it doing a total 180. <laughs> and um, to me, I'm like really happy to be doing 180s. <laughs> like this is life when you keep when you move forward and you take on new information, you can't by definition be who you were yesterday. It's impossible, right? And so that's what I started out this live with is saying that something I know Elena is, is open-minded and willing to change her mind, especially when um, getting like new and compelling information or evidence, you know, that says, hey, what I thought yesterday didn't make any, doesn't make any sense anymore. It's flawed thinking. It doesn't serve me. I'm a new me now, right? And this is very shocking to a lot of people, maybe less so to most of you, but for some people, it's a difficult concept to take on board. And yet this concept is absolutely pivotal in you becoming a new person, which most of you follow me for you becoming a new person. You think you're following me for clear skin, but you don't get clear skin by being your old self. You heard it here and you won't hear it very often. And this is absolutely true. In order for you to become that person that you wanna be, you can't simultaneously be who you were and who you are becoming, right? You cannot simultaneously be two people. You cannot sim simultaneously be an acne sufferer and somebody with clear skin. You make a decision of who you want to be noun, not an adjective, that's all fu fun and games, but who do you want to be? Do you want to be a sufferer of something or do you want to be a success, the noun? Not successful, a success in any area of life. Who do you want to be, right? And if you want to be a successful person, that means changing. If you want to be somebody who keeps growing, learning, pushing herself, getting out of her comfort zone, what are you gonna have to do? change. And the people that don't fear that change are the people that do change and get closer and closer and closer to who they want to actually be. 
and what they actually want to experience in this life beyond struggle and suffering, right? Does this make sense? And so what I'm saying is that fundamentally, if you want to have clear skin, if you want to uh, heal rosacea, just have a totally new experience, a new lease on life, you're going to have to start thinking differently. You're going to have to start becoming open-minded if you were closed-minded. You're going to have to start checking your premises and limiting beliefs about skin health, for example, if that's the subject in which you want to grow and change. You're going to have to start literally changing the actions that you take every day because yesterday's actions led you to today's results. In fact, it wasn't just yesterday's actions. It was the, your actions for the last two years five years, for some people, 10 years that led you to today. What other person helping with skin health is going to tell you that? <laughs> so what I'm saying is that your thoughts are gonna have to change. Your actions are gonna have to change. Your habits are therefore gonna have to change for you to become a new version of yourself, who you actually want to become. It's our thoughts and actions and habits that led us to that place that we maybe were. Like me, I know this very well for myself because I'm an observer of human behavior and, and myself. I'm very, like, I think a lot person. And I watched my own thoughts lead to certain actions, lead to certain habits, lead to certain behaviors, and then I would have certain results. I wasn't immune to this. Actions have consequences, right? Some actions have immediate consequences and some actions have long-term consequences. And I'm a fan of observing all of the consequences and all of the implications of all of the actions. You know, I, I'm a fan of understanding short-term implications, but also long-term implications, especially when it comes to skin health. So what we have to become is, again, thoughtful, open-minded, willing to be wrong. And this is so hard for people, the, the willing to be wrong thing. And, and oddly right now, <laughs> I'm getting some pushback on the fact that I am no longer spiritual, right? People have created an image of me in their own minds of who Olena is to them, what Olena has done for them, you know, and how and blah, blah, blah. And for some people it's been, Olena has changed my life, not only with clear skin, but she has changed my life in terms of finding God or spirituality or alignment, right? And yet people have watched me over the years change my motherfucking mind about skin health. Anytime there was something compelling coming up in front of me, I was constantly adjusting. And that's what you guys love about me, especially with my approach to skin health, is the fact that I keep adjusting, learning, growing, finessing the shit out of what I know. That's what you guys love about me, but not when it comes to spirituality. <laughs> How dare she change her mind? How dare she change. It's not really about changing my mind, that part you love about me. It's the fact that I changed my mind about something that you believe in, right? Now it's personal. Now is Olena really as trustworthy as she seemed? Now did Olena really change my life? <laughs> you know, maybe uh, I have stuff to say about this. A person said to me, literally wrote to me, like I changed her life and all this stuff. Her skin is now clear. She is one of my before and after pictures, okay? She said, only fools change their minds. This person said to me. And so this entire lie, the point of this is that fools do not change their minds. That's why they are fools. 
How can anybody stay the same on planet Earth? You are literally not the same person that you were when you were born. Your very existence is change. There is one constant in life and it is change, okay? So to say that, everything gets to change except your mind, except who you are, except your thoughts about things, except your positions on things is absolutely ridiculous and foolish. Since, you know, that's the word that come, came up, I will use it now. <laughs> I will use the word fool. Didn't occur to me before, but now it has. <laughs> and though, like, my previous lives when I said, am I still spiritual? And my other life when uh, I, it's called, what if there only is one life, right? Um, they're both kind of about the topic of spirituality. In both of those lives, I was extremely diplomatic and extremely polite about the subject, right? And yet people still managed to twist my words and make it something that it isn't. <laughs> And here, let's, let's talk about why somebody might have such a strong response to my changing my mind about my personal beliefs about if God exists or not. Do you know that we all have a brain? We all have a brain and that every one of our brains is different, right? We, we know this, right? We all have different life stories. We all have different experiences. We all get to have different opinions. And, and unfortunately, many people think that their opinions are important enough to share, but okay. Um, like in DMs or comments, because like nobody cares. But <laughs> And so what I'm saying is that if we all, if you're so spiritual, Let's just, let's just start there. If you're so spiritual, why is somebody else not allowed to think differently from you? Why is somebody else not allowed to choose not spirituality? I mean, the premises of spirituality is that we're all one and that you shall not judge, condemn, or criticize other people. I mean, what's the point, right? And yet, from spiritual people, I got the most pushback. Why? Because it's groupthink. Ultimately, it makes people have the same views on life. It makes you vilify certain emotions and certain positions of people, and it makes you think you're superior to them by having these beliefs in something greater than yourself that is ultimately yourself. This thing that's greater than you revolves around you and your whims. <laughs> And yet you can't even, you don't have enough control over another individual's opinion on God. <laughs> so are you really the universe? <laughs> oh man. So Elise says, I've been noticing old useless thoughts kicking in. This live just came at so, at the right timing. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Yulia says, I'm a crab cancer and I've struggled to let go. I'm with you since uh, 2019 and you've been also an inspiration for me. I thank you. I really appreciate that. I feel you here. Time to embrace change now that we've healed the skin. Exactly. Skin. I mean, for me, and I tell you guys this, skin is such, such a small part of who we are, even though it is our largest organ and it's very important to care for it properly. I do believe that. That's like important for our overall health, how we feel about ourselves. So skin is an important thing, but it's a really small... <laughs> So small, small part of who we are, right? So my position is that we cannot make our entire lives about Googling this product or that product. That's ridiculous, right? And uh, yeah, and the endless spying and trying of things that's unnecessary to will ultimately ruin your skin if you don't know what you're doing. But anyway, <laughs> um, Cassidy says, this is so true. My skin didn't change until I stopped having the suffering mentality and started thanking my skin for what it did for me. Right there, right there in black and white. 
yeah. <laughs> like, you know, this is why, I, I mean, I love what I do so much because of all of the stuff I get to observe and think about <laughs> and the connections I get to make and all of that. And the most wonderful thing to watch is people go from a sufferer's mentality to somebody who's like happy and not a victim anymore. You know, somebody who, well, essentially became a skin queen, took charge of her skin and then lives the rest of her life, enjoying the rest of her life because there's so much more for you to enjoy, right? But you cannot be both at once. This is what people don't understand. You can't have your one of your feet inside like the acne sufferer or the rosacea sufferer, the melasma sufferer identity, and then one foot in the uh, clear skin identity. Like you're not trying out for clear skin as in it might turn you down. You might get rejected by clear skin. No, you get to have clear skin. Clear skin is like natural. <laughs> like your skin just wants to fucking heal. As soon as we stop interfering, it can fucking heal, right? So for us to wish or hope for it or to feel like we're trying out for it and we might get rejected by the clear skin is absolute nonsense and we have to get rid of that. You have to burn all the boats as Ta Tony Robbins uh, used to say. Meaning like if you're going for clear skin, commit to it and then you'll have it, period, end of story. But if you're still kind of playing around with the identity of the sufferer of the skin condition, then you're gonna keep acting like that. Firstly, you're gonna keep thinking like that person. And that person's thoughts about her skin then, clearly we're not helping her. Look at the results, right? Because those thoughts were leading to what? Actions that clearly were not helping her, right? And how do you have evidence of something not working? You have the, the results, <laughs> right? And so clearly something had to change. So many people, why they aren't successful in various areas of life, it doesn't have to be the skin healing thing, is simply the commitment to the old way of thinking, doing, and being, okay? So that means you wake up every morning and you're an acne sufferer. The first thing you do, you reach up, you touch your skin, oh my God, is there anything new? Then you lean over the sink and you inspect it and you pick and you prod. And then when you do your skincare routine, you're like, oh, I wish this was off me yesterday. Arr! And then you're all aggressive. And then you throw all the actives on your skin, hoping to just like dry it out or scrub it off or get it away, you know? And that's the attitude. And so with that attitude, with those actions, you know what results follow. Well, now you know, right? So when you can become aware that, hey, these thoughts lead to these fucking actions that lead to these fucking results. Do I like these results? No. So what do I have to change? The thoughts and the actions. It's that pragmatic and that simple. But the key word here is change. No. <laughs> so that's literally the hard part. It's not the learning about skin health. That's the easy part, okay? Well, especially when you learn from me. <laughs> it's true. You know, using the right products for you and listening to your skin takes you no time at all in the morning, no time at all in the evening, really. Like, do you think I'm like, hmm, what will I do this morning for my skin? And in the evening, what shall, or throughout the day, hmm, what will be my evening routine? How many things will I combine? <laughs> what will I, blah, blah. do you think I think about my skin throughout the day? Only to admire it. Yes, sometimes I do admire my own skin. I'm like, damn. <laughs> but that's it. As in like, there's no like, oh, let me Google this. Oh, oh, what's this going on? Because once, you know, the foundation of education is there, then you don't even ask the dumb questions to Google. <laughs> so there's way less Googling, so there's way less uh, worries, there's way less experimentation, there's way less spending, because <laughs> you're just like consistent. And you're like, ah, okay, this is it. I just 
It's like brushing my teeth, okay? Does this make sense? But I had to personally, me, I had to drop my old identity. I couldn't be the Olena I thought I was before. And this was a huge thing for me because again, I told you guys, I had clear skin for like, I don't know, five or six years consistently, okay? I took care of my own so-called acne, right? But it was my disbelief or I, I better, better yet, it was my belief that I was an acne sufferer for life that kept me thinking and acting like an acne sufferer where eventually, instead of just doing what I was doing that was working for me, I decided to experiment with stuff that ended up ruining my skin, okay? So it was this belief in that old me. Like literally, I saw myself as a 12-year-old acne-ridden kid with glasses and braces until I was like 20 something, okay? And it really took a huge like slap in the face realization like I am not 12 anymore. <laughs> I've outgrown that girl. I no longer have the glasses. I'm no longer this geeky person even though I love to read and I'm still, I am a geek. I love it. Uh, that's cool. That part's good. I, I'll take it. But I mean like, you know what I mean? That image I had of myself wasn't who I wanted to actually be and it actually wasn't who I was. But I was so convinced that I was that person that I kept behaving like that person. Does this make sense? So I had this insecurities and the hangups of that 12 year old girl. I was just so convinced. I was like, yeah, this is who I am. I'm just like a that person. So in my mind's eye, that's the person that I saw. So when I saw myself in the mirror though, I had clear skin, I thought I had acne. Yeah, some, some people might call it dysmorphia or whatever but I think it was just like, maybe it was that. <laughs> maybe it was that. <laughs> uh, but it was a twisted, twisted perception of myself, okay? And I'm sure I'm not the only one who has a twisted perception of herself, thinking that there's something wrong with you when there fucking isn't, right? And so it was, I think my 27th roughly birthday month, month at the end of that birthday month, I think it was, was it 27? Was I 26? Fucking time flies, I have no clue. Anyway, where I had this realization and I even have a video on YouTube of me bawling my eyes out of joy because um, I went live. Anyway, and I was bawling my eyes out because I realized like that up to that point in my life, I kept thinking that there was something wrong with me and I kept trying to fix something that was wrong with me, but there was nothing wrong with me. And all this time I was just like fixing things and therefore creating things that were then a problem, you know, and, and that was a big realization for me. But anyway, I don't know, even know how we got here. How did we get here? Say Yes says, sometimes I hit a point when I think I need to read some of your content again. Happens when I start slipping into old thought patterns or looking at my skin too much. I hope you refer to my newest content. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Yulia says, I admit that the spiritual phase helped me a lot. I'm still spiritual, but this has a personal meaning for me. Depends from person to person. Yeah. Yeah, but again, I'm just saying that I'm allowed to have any phase I want to have in my life. The fact that I took you guys on the on this journey with me is my maybe a slight regret. It's like on the one hand a regret, but on the other hand, look at the social experiment that we got to participate in. <laughs> That's how I see it. I literally like <laughs> some of you might be like, oh, oh, such a slap in the face. Like I, I believe this stuff so vehemently and that maybe is an issue. Why is it that you need this stuff so much? And why do you need other people to believe in it? You believing in it is one thing, right? But why do you need other people to believe in it too? To make it okay for you to validate these beliefs, right? Like if you're such a believer, <laughs> <laughs> or you're so spiritual. I'm not saying you at anyone in particular, but you know, these people who have a problem with me changing my mind. And then, I mean, shouldn't be an issue. <laughs>
<laughs> I mean, it's it's fun now to be on this side of things. Uh, and I think people really also want um, to have somebody to look up to who is maybe one thing. Like, um, I don't want to say a stable kind of... Um, how do I say, like a solid, uh, unchanging. People fear change so much that they want to have people in their lives who do not change. This is a recipe for disaster, a recipe for disaster, because you will always be disappointed in everybody because of your expectations of these people. But these people are just like living their lives. They're growing, they're learning, they're expanding. You know what I mean? They're changing. And that's a good thing. This should be celebrated. We need to be celebrating change, not bringing down people for trying to change. That to me is the ultimate, ultimate hallmark of immaturity, spiritual or otherwise, just immaturity, okay? So, <laughs> and it's, but like, when I say like, this is a, a hallmark of immaturity, I'm not like judging you or anything like that. If anybody feels judged or takes things out of context or personally, that's on you. But I think it's really important for us to become aware of like our tendencies as humans in general, our tendencies to believe this or that without evidence. And then our tendency to resist the new evidence, right? It's like when people used to fight with me about hormonal acne. It's it's extremely rare now. I, I don't I don't I don't remember last time somebody argued with me about hormonal acne or even food causing acne. Oh, because I used to get people vehemently being like, well, Lena, food does cause acne. It's just it just does dairy and gluten and all these things in my DMs. I haven't heard from those people in a long ass time. <laughs> Where are those people? <laughs> they might have stopped believing this shit and maybe they have clear skin now. <laughs> and eat whatever they want. Dudmila Cole says, maybe they weren't that strong in their own convictions and you changing your beliefs shakes their faith in what they believe. Totally. And that's the other thing is, if you need somebody else to believe with you, I mean, um, identity is a funny thing. Identity is a funny thing because I think a lot of people, they want to be one thing and they want to be it consistently. And I don't know of a more like anti-human tendency. It To me, it just makes no sense to be always the same. You can be loyal and you can be, you know, trustworthy and you can have integrity and you can have, I don't know, you can be a open-minded learner type. You can be a critical thinker. You can be many things. You can be a multifaceted person. There could be many, you know, things about you that are consistent, but your thoughts cannot be that. Imagine a seven-year-old or six-year-old who believes in Santa Claus and then they find out Santa Claus isn't real. Most kids, yeah, they're disappointed when they find out and then they're, they move on, right? Once they learn that information, they change their minds about Santa Claus, right? Okay, so with that, we're on board, right? Who, who believes in Santa Claus right now? <laughs> Don't tell me if you do. Don't tell me because I will make fun of you. <laughs> uh. So we don't believe in Santa Claus. Why? Why don't we believe in Santa Claus? Okay, because we got some maybe compelling evidence that it cannot be true. That there's this dude roaming around the skies on a sleigh giving out gifts to only the wealthy children of the world. Right? I mean, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> um, okay, great. Now, okay. What if you learn that there is no guy in the sky or that the universe doesn't revolve around you and your desires? And maybe you listen to some compelling dudes who talk about this subject, because this is not my forte. I just listen to smart people who know this stuff very, very well and who can argue against uh, all these things very, very well. And I'm like, wow, you're so smart. I look up to you, yay. Thank you for teaching me, right? Like Richard Dawkins. 
I love when he talks on this subject and he has such a sense of humor about the subject of God in the universe and how people choose to see these subjects, right? So yeah, it's interesting that certain subjects we change our minds about when new information comes about and then certain subjects we resist changing our minds about. And I'm just asking the question, why? And it's not like, um, it's not, you don't have to answer why if you don't want to, but it's something to consider at least, right? And that's what has been my my fascination lately with the subject of spirituality is just and changing of the mind because I've this affects every area of life. Being able to change your mind, being able to take on new information, apply it to old concepts and maybe ideas and opinions and beliefs and change. This is a life skill. <laughs> that's a really cool life skill. <laughs> and like some people are like, nope. I don't have the skill and I don't want to cultivate it. <laughs> Asking myself questions why I believe? Just because some random ass blonde chick on the internet who gave me clear skin? Huh? Just because she said she believes in this stuff, I started to believe in this stuff? Hmm. What does it say about me? <laughs> Nobody wants to think about that. <laughs> anyway, I think this is hilarious. Um, Zara says, you helped me a lot, Elena, with all those recommendations. I want to ask you if Almond oil in my hyaluronic acid can clog pores. I don't know, the formula isn't in front of me and this isn't alive about ingredients. Ludmilla says a constant. Thank you, that is exactly the word I was looking for. I was saying stable, I was saying some other dumb last words that were not the word constant. That's exactly the word. People want a constant and they and some people I guess see me as that constant in their lives, but I'm still here. <laughs> but my brain is going to change, right? The things, uh, the 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 neural co co uh, neural networks in my brain are gonna continue changing. I'll still be here. I'll still be Olena. But some people want a different version, <laughs> and I find this fascinating. I mean, woo 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 woo. Because like when I see people changing their public figures, because I'm you know to some people I'm like that you know, like some sort of fub, fub, see, I can't even say it, public figure. But for me, the public figures, the people that I look up to, when they change their minds, I respect them. And I'm the type of person that would never, ever write anything disparaging under a person's post um, anywhere. Like not even a direct message that is disparaging. If I don't know a person, I know I haven't earned the right, like there's no relationship that I have with this person for them to find my opinion of them relevant or interesting or helpful. But this is only just, you know, me because this is how I think. <laughs> uh, the Adriana says, what was the last drop with the spiritual phase? It, I honestly, don't remember. It was actually pretty, it was actually instant. It wasn't like a last drop. It may feel like that publicly because we were still putting out the podcast, right? But the podcast was recorded ages ago. And so the podcast was coming out sometimes like a year after the episode was recorded, right? The Clearly Aligned podcast. And so for people who were tuning in, it felt to them like it was my position in that moment. But actually, um, my husband, he was editing my um, podcast and, you know, at first he was like really cool with it. But then whenever I broached the topics of anything related to physics, which embarrassingly I did broach these subjects, um, whenever I broached those kinds of subjects from like a spiritual perspective, he hated that and he would try to edit it out. <laughs> right? He's like, oh, like what you were saying there was good, but then this, you know? And so he brought that up to me and I was like, okay, just kind of edit out the 
to kind of woo bullshit from from the podcast so that it's not there. But then um, I think he was busy on working on so many things that we were working on. So I started editing my own podcast. That meant I had to listen to it because up to that point, I, I didn't know what the fuck <laughs> I said, right? And so I start listening to my own podcast and I'm like, I don't see things this way anymore. Like, And so I would end up like cutting out 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there, you know, like 20 minutes there. Uh, and so you'll notice the lengths of the podcast really start to change near the end because so much more editing went into them. And in the end, I'm just like, fuck it. I'm over this. But it was really just talking with my husband about smart things. My husband, he studies quantum physics for fun. I'm not saying he's a quantum physicist by any means, but he loves challenging topics. And he's also a truth seeker. Like he really likes, you know, facts. <laughs> he's a very pragmatic person like I am too. Uh, honestly, it's, it's, uh, it's just so weird. <laughs> All of this stuff. <laughs> In retrospect, I can't even relate to the person that I was like a year ago. You know, I can't relate. And so many people still hold on to that version of me that I no longer am and haven't been for a long time, right? <laughs> but yeah, my husband just showed me a few interesting, he asked me a few interesting questions, showed me a few interesting pieces uh, online and we watched a few interesting like quantum physics documentaries. And then I was like, I kind of instantly from the first, when he just said it for the first time, and this was a, a while ago, I don't remember, it was maybe sometime last year. I don't remember when though, whether it was in the beginning of the year, I don't remember exactly. When he said it, it shook my foundation instantly and there was a time that I still resisted it even though inside I knew that I was over it. Like I just couldn't unknow, I couldn't unsee, I couldn't be that person anymore. It was just a passing phase and that's it. <laughs> but again, uh, all while I was kind of super into spirituality, I was like reading science books. You know, like I couldn't not read science books. <laughs> And so I was like seeing that, you know, here they were taking liberties like in the law of attraction or somewhere else, they were taking liberties to explain like human behavior and blah, 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 blah. And, and I saw like how they were stretching the logic sometimes from things from positive psychology or, or biology or whatever. And then just there's like explanations for everything if you care to look, reasonable logical explanations for everything if you care to look. The same with skin health, <laughs> this is what I say <laughs> a lot. Um, in a certain space, as I say, there's a, always a logical and reasonable explanation for everything. We don't have to make up scapegoats, but we also don't have to make up saviors, right? But some people, they need a savior. And that's something to question and wonder about. Why do I need a savior? Why do I need somebody to come and save me? Why do I feel like I need to control the entire universe? Do I need the support of the entire fucking universe to make shit happen for myself? <laughs> that's like a lot. <laughs> that's a big ask. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Um, Yulia says, spirituality, physics, all those, I see it as tools for us to explore. I don't know if, I mean, sure. Okay, let me just finish the, I'm never fanatic to a certain belief. I find this actually very interesting. It's good that you're not a fanatic, but also there's this uh, safe place of not choosing a position. For me, I don't like that, that safe, you know, I'm, I'm not a fanatic either. <laughs> but uh, I'm a bit of a purist in the sense, but uh, an idealist, but I wouldn't say a fanatic. Um, maybe about skin health. <laughs> That's where I'm like a little bit fanatic. Maybe, maybe. But um, yeah, I think there's also, um, it's very easy to just not choose a position. I mean, I'm going to say it. 
I think that it's it requires a little more brain power to look into a subject that you're not familiar with and then change your mind about it if you were so certain about a position and then doing more research and then being like, ah, I see that I was wrong. I'm going to change my position. That requires quite a bit of uh, deliberate thinking and effort on the part of the individual. And this is just the brain. The brain doesn't want to put in all that effort and likes to choose the kind of path of least resistance, <laughs> the middle ground, if you will, um, and not choose a position. And I don't like that. I'm meaning, like, I'm not trying to criticize anybody for choosing the middle ground, but the middle ground, it's like, I'm going to, I'm trying to be very diplomatic here. <laughs> uh, do you ever think of deleting all the spirituality-based content? Oh, yes. And I have already. Quite a lot of it has been either archived or privatized so nobody can see it or find it. Um, so yes, that's definitely, it's just I haven't had time to even comb through my own content, right? And so, but I, like, for me, it's like, I always know that recent articles are better than old articles. For example, when I'm buying books, sometimes an author will have a, uh, a new edition of a book, right? They'll re-release it 10 years later. So which book am I going to buy, the original or the new one? Often the new one, because the new one will have updated studies, right? New information, possible new conclusions, or, or um, a new understanding of old conclusions or, or whatever, premises. So I like to check out the 10th edition of a book. You know what I mean? Like my dermatology textbooks, I get the latest editions. I don't buy old-ass editions from... 2000, <laughs> the year 2000, because science keeps moving forward. Changes are always happening. So you have to stay fresh and current, right? So like, that's how I roll. And so I, for me, I take it for granted that other people, when they come across old content, they, they don't think, oh, this is old content. Let me look at some new content, you know? Nobody checks dates, nobody like looks at anything. They're just like, does this agree with my worldview? Yes, okay, then I like it. Does this disagree with my worldview? Okay, no, I don't like it. I reject it. This is literally how everybody thinks. Thinks is putting it in quotation marks because that's not actual thinking. It's just, is this easy? Can I digest this? If I can digest this and this doesn't rock my boat, I will digest this. Okay, I'll take it on board. But if this rocks my boat or has me think a little harder, then I reject this, okay? And so many people are like this with acne. Acne, a totally neutral thing that has nothing to do with you personally. It doesn't have anything to do with your identity. And yet we have managed to personalize acne, meaning make it a part of ourselves, create identity around something that is neutral. We don't make identities around a blister on our foot, but we make identities around, or, or how do I say, integrate into our identities, the idea of acne. It's bizarre. And so then if it is part of your identity, like it was never a part of my identity. This is why I so quickly can change my mind about the subject of skin health, because it wasn't like, oh my God, I'm an acne sufferer. And so if somebody says, no, you don't have to have acne for the rest of your life. It's not actually normal. Like you can have clear skin, like just learn how to care for your skin properly. <laughs> you could have clear skin. And I would go, no, that's not true. I'm an acne sufferer for life. And so there is no solution. How dare you try to convince me that there is, <laughs> right? I would be like all offended and I would resist the solution if it was a part of my identity. And this is the problem with beliefs. We take them on and we think, okay, so now this is who I am. And I don't do that with my beliefs. I can believe something, try that hat on, 
and then learn something new and then try another hat on. And then I know that when something new and better comes along, I'm going to go there. <laughs> like I'm not, why would I, it, it, it doesn't make any sense to stay with the old way of thinking, therefore identity, right? Again, if you make it your identity, it's going to be very hard to change your identity. Do you understand? Just you're going to fight against it first. And you're going to be really annoying to be around from people who don't make their beliefs their identity, okay? Because often if you're going to make your beliefs a part of your identity and somebody tries to say something, you know, true, <laughs> then you're going to be all offended and then you're going to lash out. This is what people do. They lash out when their identity, identity is being rocked. And so you keep building an identity on a shaky foundation. It's always going to keep getting rocked. You're always going to be voicing your annoying ass opinions in people's comments and DMs because you keep building an identity on shaky ass ground. Do you understand what I'm saying? What I'm getting at? It's a lot to unpack here, I understand, but it's all kind of related. <laughs> Let me see here. What is your what was your position prior to the spirituality alignment phase? Was it more in line with what you believe now? Yeah, I mean, I was an atheist at age like 11. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I mean, I didn't have, this is the thing. People are like, this or that, this or that, who are you? I was just me. I never had like strongly held beliefs about, about, um, I don't know, these things. I didn't think about them, right? But when I started to think about them, I was like, ooh, this feels right, this feels right. And so I guess I took on some of these beliefs as a, as a lifestyle, but it wasn't an identity still. And it was hard for me to even say things like, I'm spiritual. It never sounded right. I, I didn't like that. I was like, I'm Elena. Uh, is Elena spiritual? Maybe, sometimes. <laughs> I, Elena would prefer to be nuanced instead of this or that. But um, I don't know. I've always had a tendency towards positive thinking like a tendency towards um, turning maybe a negative situation into a learning experience. This has been a tendency from an early age. I've always been an observer, like fascinated by humans, humans beha human behavior, human um, motivation and all this stuff, you know, just psychology in general, lover of psychology. This is why I studied in university. I minored in psychology, majored in, in sociology. I also minored in Russian. I love languages as well. I just like, you know, communicating with humans and, and all this stuff. I find everything fascinating, but mostly psychology. <laughs> skincare is already like, you know, but other than skincare, I find psychology fascinating. Humans, our brains, all that stuff. So I like learning about the brain and, and why we think the way we think and our biases and, and just logic and all this stuff, right? Yeah, this has been a very fun social experiment. <laughs> Nat Jelly says, hey, I understand what you're saying. I never interpreted your podcast as self-centered mainstream spirituality. I think it was always set apart, intelligent, and balanced. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, in my podcast, uh, I tried to be, for me, it was very important just to be honest and unfiltered, and that's what I was, but it was through a lens of this alignment bullshit. So now, anything in that pod, in those podcasts, I just cannot relate to because it's through the wrong lens. It's from the wrong premise, okay? So I can't relate to it. We usually settle on a belief system that serves our deepest desires. And for a lot of people, our deepest desire is comfort, security, consistency, a constant, right? And so if spirituality meets all that, then why change, right? Why consider the other side, <laughs> you know? And I hear some spiritual people like, I'm so open-minded, I'm so open-minded until you question spirituality and then you'll find out how open-minded some people are, you know? 
Yeah. But the, oh, I shared with you guys one time that I had this uh, spiritual person reach out to me, um, this coach, this life coach, and then we had this tit-for-tat thing in the DMs, and I told her my new position on spirituality, and she was, like, very resistant. And then literally, like, two weeks later, she even blocked me, and then two weeks later, she unblocked me, and she wrote, listen, Elena, I've been thinking about what you said, and I watched your da-da-da, and I totally resonate, but it just feels so hard because like to change my mind publicly, like to, you know, share a new position with my audience since I've been sharing the old one for all this time. And like my whole business is around this, you know, so I can understand that, but you don't live to please a bunch of random strangers on the internet. And once that starts to be the goal, she's fine now and everything's fine. But I'm just saying to you guys, once that starts to be the goal, and for many people it is, it's simply like, you don't know who people are behind the scenes by the way. You have no clue. People can say that they're spiritual. People can say that they believe in God. They could say whatever because they know what most people want to hear and they will tell them that. Literally every politician, hello, okay? There is a game to be played, but me, I don't play this game. So when I change my mind, I fucking share it with you, okay? I could have been still peddling jojoba oil and honey and y'all would have been happy to lap that shit up. And I would have been telling you, oh, it's your blocked chakras, it's your childhood traumas. It's all this other stuff causing the acne. Are you sure you restricted all the gluten? Maybe there's some hidden ass gluten in some of your food, right? Seriously, there is a market for this. I could literally go and say this and people would be like, oh my God, oh my God. I love you, Elena, you have changed my life. I am now slathering jojoba oil on my skin and cutting out all the foods and blah, blah, blah. There's a market for it. But I, I don't panhandle to people and, and their desires and what they want from me, right? Because that would be inauthentic. And I just, I just, that would drive me crazy. <laughs> you become like a prisoner to other people's opinions and expectations. And that just disgusts me. That disgusts me. Okay, so I don't live my life like that. So if you guys have opinions about me changing my mind or blah, 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 and they happen to be negative, then please keep them to yourself because I don't care. Okay, <laughs> so don't waste your time. I'm just telling you now, don't waste your time. <laughs> or mine, more importantly. Uh, as a 19 year old, sometimes it's comforting to believe in a higher power, so I'm not overly anxious. But on the other points, I get so practical that all that higher power seems hilarious, right? Okay, so you're 19, and guess what? When I was 19, I also didn't have the confidence. I had the confidence of a 19 year old, okay? So where you're at right now with confidence is totally fine because confidence comes with life experience, okay? Many people tell you you can fake it and blah, blah, blah. You can technically fake it. You can get through stuff. You can lean on your own spine and show yourself how powerful you are, right? And that might be hard and you might be afraid, but you're going to show up anyway and you're going to do it and you're going to prove to yourself every single time, wow, I can do it. And so with time, simply age on planet Earth, time, sorry, time on planet earth and experience. Most importantly, like if you're sitting on your couch, not challenging yourself, you're not gonna have confidence, okay? But if you're out there challenging yourself and showing up for yourself and practicing doing that, with time, you have so many years of experience showing you evidence that you can do it, that that's when you become actually confident. You're like, yeah, I mean, life is challenging. Duh. Nobody said it was easy. Michael Jordan didn't become great by sitting on his ass, right? Because I watched the documentary, Michael Jordan documentary. Everyone needs to watch it because it's so inspiring on Netflix. So with, 
a little bit of life experience, you see life is challenging and I'm up for the challenge, period, end of story. And you adapt and you grow and you make mistakes and you learn from them. And that's literally life. And it's really empowering to be able to handle life by yourself without some higher power. You know what I mean? Like with your friends, with your support system, maybe your parents can help. Whoever is in your life who, you know, you trust and love and who love you, right? That's great. Whatever. Sometimes it will take a village. But even if you don't have that village, like personally, I didn't have a village. <laughs> you don't want to know. You don't want to know. <laughs> oh, and it's, it's tempting to seek that comfort, right? It's tempting. But ultimately, it's you who's doing all the hard work. It's you who's working on yourself. It's you who's improving yourself. It's you who's changing. It's you who keeps going despite it being difficult or, or challenging or overwhelming or stressful, right? It's you who keeps going. And I'm not saying this individualistic, you're so amazing, blah, 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 egotistic kind of thing, but it is challenging to be a human, especially a good human. People don't realize to be a good human, it means you have to make hard decisions all the time. You have to like, use your brain. You have to bite your tongue when you can say all the things that the, you know, the, the um, kind of shitty middle of the road human can, right? The shitty middle of the road human doesn't think and just like spews whatever, doesn't care about implications, just like blah, 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 right? That takes literally no effort. But to be a good, good person or a successful person, that requires effort. And many people don't want to make that effort. They just want to believe that they're somehow so special just by being born that the whole universe revolves around them, works for them. And the, the thing that drives me mental is all throughout my, at, at least, career here in the skin health game, I've always wanted to be the best. Like, I've always wanted to be genuinely good at what I do. Genuinely just great at it. But it didn't happen overnight. Right? I put in all this work, actual like time Ugh. and so many mistakes and experiments and, and even working with people for free to test my premises, right? Like I did so much behind the scenes that people are totally unaware of. So it looks easy from the outside, right? And this whole spirituality thing, it's almost like, no, well, success is easy. I don't have to work at becoming great or talented or skilled. I should just be keep being paid for being myself. And it's like, uh, that's not why people pay other people for services. It's not just to hang out with you. It's to actually have a problem solved. <laughs> Literally. Like, that's why businesses exist. <laughs> it's to solve somebody else's problem. <laughs> not to just get paid for being yourself. <laughs> like, and so I think that a lot of these spiritual principles breed narcissism. And I started seeing that and I started recognizing narcissism too, because before I didn't really notice these things. And then when I started learning about narcissism, I'm like, holy shit, this is the prime like breeding ground, perfect for narcissism, spirituality. And the other thing is spirituality is a lot like religion, but many people are, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. Uh, how are they different? Groupthink, cult-like, superiority complex. I mean, I could keep going. Uh, so thank you so much for your comment. Ned says, one thing that I love about your skincare content is that you've kept your old post, which requires one, to make educated decisions about skincare as opposed to try something you suggested three plus years ago. Thing is with skin skincare, I have been pretty consistent actually, like I, have, I have this course that you guys don't know that it exists, but it is 
uh, a private video on YouTube. <laughs> and my skincare um, knowledge back then was actually really spot on. It was very practical. It wasn't as nuanced as it is now and it really applied to a particular type of condition, but it was actually pretty accurate. There was like one little change that I would have made now to what I was saying um, in 2015, for example, right? It was just a little detour I took with natural skincare that was ridiculous, but also very important. <laughs> like, that's the other thing is people think that like some of these things that I did were, were maybe, I don't know, stupid or mistakes or whatever, but like you have no idea how much I learned from those things. Now I can dispel arguments that people make in the natural skincare space like this. Whereas before, I thought that maybe there was something to it, you know, and, and I had to kind of see it for myself, but also around that I was studying a lot, okay? Because I was like, none of this makes sense. Why doesn't this make sense? And so I was trying to make sense of it and trying to understand because it was like, why am I breaking out right now when the internet is telling me this is not comedogenic? You know, so there were a lots of questions that needed to be answered, a lot. Um, and so I like regret nothing. That was such a huge learning experience for me. And even the spiritual stuff, it, it teaches me why and how humans want to have certain beliefs about certain things and why we feel like we need that savior, that support system as big as the universe. <laughs> and it's fascinating. I mean, I think it's fascinating. <laughs> Healthy with says, so cool. I studied sociology and psychology too. I mean, fascinating stuff. Humans are fascinating. And if you look at our history, we just keep evolving and changing and, you know, somewhat slowly it feels like but that's the other thing is we could be evolving and changing much faster if we weren't so afraid of change changing our minds firstly that's that's where change starts right in the mind so yeah tam mora says oh my god first time i catch you live hello welcome that's so cool <laughs> uh Arush seven says how you and hania meet oh that's an interesting question you should ask hania <laughs> Uh, oh my god, Pablo Esquidar says, it's your ex from Ireland. <laughs> it's Evan, guitars, guitars, and more guitars. Good to see you, Evan. <laughs> He's not actually my ex. He just pretends to be my ex and wants to be my husband, but he knows I'm married. <laughs> it's a funny joke we have. <laughs> uh, you're driving me wavy, says, you crack me up constantly. Love your authenticity. Thank you. Pablo Esquidar says, good on you. Good on you, mister. Crystal says, yeah, I'm 19 too here. Sometimes I'm worried too much about others' opinions, mostly of people that I respect taking inspiration from, like you, Olena. Sometimes I'm like, oh, probably I said something wrong, but then, then I'm like, so what, whatever. Though this, these thoughts are back all the time. But you, exactly, you're 19 though. That's normal. And that's good. It's good to, to think about your actions. It's, trust me, it's a good idea. <laughs> if only more people thought about their actions like these 19-year-olds, okay? So this is this is a sign of maturity if you're thinking about, oh, maybe I said the wrong thing. Could I have worded it better? Blah, blah, blah. But ultimately, don't assume that you know what the other person is thinking as a result of your words or actions. You know, it's best to just ask. That's, that's my tip of the day. It's really important just to ask people where they stand with you and not assume that they stand somewhere because they might be on a different continent from where you think that they stand, okay? This has been my experience. I'm 32 years old now. <gasps> 32? Yeah, 32. I never know how old I am. 
So take it from me. I've lived a few a few revolutions around the sun. And yeah, often people are always wrong about their assumptions where another person stands. And it's always skewing to the negative, skewing towards drama, you know? So just ask. And, and people will be happy to tell you most often. And then if people aren't happy to tell you where the fuck they stand, then they're sme sneaky motherfuckers and you don't need them. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but some people have a hard time um, expressing where they stand or some people are embarrassed to admit where they stand. Because some people might be mad at you, but they're embarrassed to admit it. You know, there's many different kinds of people, but with time you will choose more and more as wisely as well. I'm just saying, like, with more experience in life, I'm not trying to sound condescending or patronizing, but I am saying that with more experience in life, it does become easier just because you will have had so much more experience to draw from, right, that you become a little better at knowing who is this or that, but you can still make mistakes even as a 32-year-old, okay? <laughs> I'm not saying it ever ends, the mistake-making. <laughs> Minya says, Oleta, I'd love to see your favorite books on skincare. I don't have favorite books on skincare. <laughs> like, again, all the stuff that I um, say about skin health didn't come from one particular source. It came from thinking about a lot of different information, right? It came from sorting things like this in my mind, right? And coming up with logical answers <laughs> to questions that I've been asking, right? Based on biology and all this stuff. It, it didn't come out of my ass. It wasn't a preference that I had. Like, I don't care. Like, if tomorrow I, I learned that oils were beneficial for the skin, I would be all over it. I'd be like, guys, by the way, I learned that. <laughs> Haven't learned that, though. Uh, Tarbuz says, it personally made me so lazy for a year that I followed. All I did was listen to tarot readings and, ugh, what a waste of time. Thanks to you, I shifted to actual research and working towards my goals. That is what's up. Now that is the way to take charge of your life, especially as a 19-year-old. You're, like, way ahead of the game. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, taro is a total waste of time. I um, had somebody in my life who loved taro and would send me like videos like, check this out, oh my God, it explains my life. Da, da, da. And I found myself reading this or, or listening to this stuff and like with taro, you, I don't know if you guys know, but taro cards, right? They are supposed to kind of foretell what is happening in your life and tell you what's happening in your own life as though you don't know. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. And then tell you the future so you make the right decision. Do you see how humans have total control issues? We just want to control everything. We just want to know what happens. We want to spoil the surprise and we don't actually want to take responsibility and like make our own choices. We just want somebody to tell us what choices to make. <gasps> I was watching um, 90 Day Fiance. I watched lots of reality TV because I love observing humans in various situations that I would never get myself into, right? I think it's hilarious and, and very, very educational actually. <laughs> And there was this lady and she um, saw a tarot reader and the tarot reader just told her everything that she wanted to believe about the person she was dating. And then she went to Belize it was, confirmed everything for herself because again, she total confirmation bias. And then she wanted to start dating this guy's cousin. And so she talked to her tarot card person and the tarot card person again told her what she wanted to hear. And so she was really happy to hear it. And she's like ignoring all the logic, everything in front of her, and just like l blindly listening to essentially her desires. She wants something to be true, so she's trying to make it be true, but it's not true. And so she's gonna have a rude awakening once she realizes that it's not true because she's ignoring reality. And you can ignore reality, as Anne Rand says, but you cannot ignore the consequences of ignoring reality. So yeah, how did I get here? Uh, I know Pablo Escobar. I know, I know, I know, Emerald Island. 
Yes, the three of us are good together. <laughs> Margaret Noel, thank you for introducing me to PubMed. It's literally changed the way I approach skincare. Okay, the thing with PubMed is though, like, you know, not all science is good science. There's a lot of confirmation bias on PubMed as well, especially with respect to skin health. So, mm, I've seen people just use PubMed to confirm things that they already believe, not disprove or seek the truth actually. And I've seen experts use PubMed in a way that is um, dishonest as well. So, <laughs> like we want to so badly believe that there's just like one trustworthy source or something or some, again, constant where we can just seek out and the, everything there is just gonna be good. And uh, I guess the lesson here is there's no way to avoid thinking, critical thinking. Pablo Esquidor says, nice to you taking the joke, still the world lacks that kind of banter these days. <laughs> oh, because it was hilarious. You always made me laugh with that joke. Kristen says, what are your thoughts on Bruce Lipton, Joe Dispenza? Like not spiritual stuff, but how thought affect biology. I don't like their books because their books are biased towards a spiritual perspective on biology anyway. And even though Joe Dispenza avoids kind of using the language too blatantly, it still is that. So I prefer real scientists like Robert Sapolsky, great, author about emotions and uh, hormones, the brain and all this stuff. Um, so how the mind affects the body. Brilliant. And V.S. Ramachandran has this book called Telltale Brain. The Telltale Brain, brilliant. Like really, really cool. Mm, I mean, there's lots. Like I have a bunch of brain books right now that I got because I'm interested in learning more about memory and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I mean, my reading list is always very big but now I'm very thorough with who I read. Like I do some research on the author and I don't read just anybody. And also many books online um, can be very like superficial, like not in depth enough and also biased. And so I like, now I'm far choosier with what I read, like even more so. And I get disappointed quickly by like, anyway, it's really annoying now when I'm choosing books on Amazon, it takes me forever. Mm -mm -mm. What are your thoughts on mediums? Bullshit. <laughs> my sister had an appointment with a medium and I just can't wrap my head around the things that they know. Keep in mind the medium had a three month wait list to find the answers. Doesn't matter the wait list of a medium. A medium is bullshit and you guys don't know about the skills that mediums need to learn in order to be able to read you. It's a skill to be able to read you and tell you what you want to hear. It's a skill. Mediums should turn marketers because they would be very good at selling shit because they know how to read a person, okay? So for us, a person who isn't skilled in the skill that anybody can learn, uh, it looks like some kind of magical power. Wow, she's tuning into some other dimension. Wow, how does she know these things? There's a skill to it. It's like a magician learns the motions to make you believe that something appeared, disappeared, etc. But it's a trick, meaning it's a skill that was learned and now you have a perception, but your perception is is wrong. Do you understand? So yeah, mediums, total bullshit. <laughs> I will be tougher eventually. Just kind of love, love uh, this kind of love knows no bounds. <laughs> Thank you. I feel it all the way over here. 
<laughs> there is something different about you today. Thanks for being honest and sharing your perspectives as they change. Ah, oh, thank you. I don't know what's different today. I'm in a very good mood. <laughs> the telltale brain, I'll check it out. Yes. I'm super interested in improving memory as well, especially now that I'm older. Totally. But I mean, we can learn to improve memory at any age. Mm, there's lots of, lots and lots of material on this stuff. Um, it's really, really cool. But it might seem magical to other humans who don't know how this stuff works. <laughs> Even brain stuff like memory. Uh, finally, last comment and I go. What are some tips you would give when determining if a source is credible or biased? Um, I mean, it depends on the niche. It depends on the niche. There's just like red flags in every space. So it's hard to say exactly. That's a good question. And I've been asked this before and I have a hard time uh, because like even like even you know, dermatology textbooks or, or books on skincare or whatever. I mean, a good for that, you can just look at the person's skin in question. You know, that that often tells you a lot about a person's credibility, their own skin and who they choose to blame for when the skin goes, the, the, the skin isn't what it, you know, is supposed to be healthy, right? And uh, the common fun scapegoats in the skin health game are hormones and food or genes, but that's like, you know, very vague. So those are red flags right there, right? If somebody blames your overall something in you, then they don't understand what's going on and they're not looking at the full picture and they are literally putting their blinders on to what is actually going on, right? Um, so yeah, it really depends. Like my, my thing is skin health, right? And so, I know how to tell if a source is credible in skin health. And I mean, but it's so nuanced because sometimes people say so many smart things that are actually biologically true and then there will be like other things that aren't. So you know what I mean? Is there a perfect source? I don't know. But other areas, uh, it depends. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Also how people write. I mean, because there's Robert Sapolsky who writes like a fucking genius. Everything he writes, it's, it's so, so well explained and also funny, like he'll, you know, funny, just being able to joke about a serious subject like the brain and hormones the way he does is like, to me, a sign of, of immense intellect, you know? So I think that, that having a sense of humor about a subject almost is really important. Like taking a subject a little too seriously or your position on, on something like whatever, whatever you're a genius in, taking it a little too seriously actually work against you. But then now I'm just, I'm just musing. I'm just musing. I'm not even answering your question. But to me, um, somebody who's able to teach, but also not take themselves too seriously and laugh about the subject and laugh about themselves having made all the mistakes and blah, 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 blah. That shows more credibility than somebody who's just like, nah, nah, blah, you know? Because often what I see in in skin health is there's like no sense of humor around the subject of skin health, actually. What I see is like the serious like, oh, acne stigma. Oh, don't blame the individual. Oh, this is like so depressing. It's so hard to go. Ooh, oh, it's food. It's it's your hormones. It's ooh, it's like literally. Oh, oh, what else? What else? No, there's more. There's more. Let me. Let me just remember because I haven't read this stuff in a while. Um, there's just a lot of validating irrational feelings, but like in a ooh kind of way. <laughs> and so uh, and so that's usually a red flag because you're like, okay, not only does she not know what she's talking about, she doesn't realize how funny she's being, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but anyway.
So I guess my tip for good sources of information is don't be afraid to read bad sources of information. I mean, that's how we learn. Like you can't just learn from everyone who knows what they're talking about. That would be nice if everybody knew what they were talking about. But this literally doesn't exist in any space on planet Earth. In any subject, there's not just people who know what they're talking about. There's also mostly people who don't know what they're talking about. And so once you get acquainted with the people also that don't know what they're talking about, then when you find the person who does know what they're talking about, you're like, holy shit, this is, uh, this makes so much sense. What the fuck was that? And then you really see you're like, whoa. Like, so the next time you see somebody bullshitting about a subject, you're like, wow, this is so blatant that it's hilarious. You know, and then you start, it becomes fun to to notice the the bullshit in the subject. And then, you know, and you just see it so clearly. And then you, you, you find, oh, another source that actually knows what they're talking about. Wow, that's awesome. This is so cool. This is so interesting. Oh, I learned something new there. Yes, that does make sense now that I'm asking more questions and realizing that there's people over here who are saying totally ridiculous things about it. And I'm understanding why they might think that, but really I understand that things are a totally different way and I see why as well. And this is so cool. <laughs> Do you understand? I just think that learning the most you can about anything that interests you makes you immune to um, bad sources more so more so immune, but not totally immune. I don't know if anybody can be totally immune. Maybe Richard Dawkins is totally immune. But I think this question really got me thinking because I think that learning how to think is really, really important. It's not about even the sources, it's about learning how to think, which would require some sources. <laughs> I mean, like philosophy is very interesting and in learning about logic and how you know, fallacies work and all this stuff, that could be very, very beneficial in spotting an argument that doesn't make sense. For example, my husband is extremely, extremely logical, which is one of the reasons why I married him because it was a non-negotiable for me to have a logical husband. And so he will like read a book. And when he started reading Conversations with God, when I gave it to him, he was like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Within like the first few pages, he was already like totally not sold because the logic was flawed. <laughs> ah, because he knows how to think, okay? So learning how to think lets you spot faulty reasoning much more quickly, if that makes sense. So that's uh, something to look into. I'm not a, definitely not a um, authority on this, right? And I'm not saying that I'm some magical thinker that I'll just, I just always get it right. Nope, but I'm open to being wrong and learning. <laughs> that's my, my superpower. Yay! <laughs> Keep up the work dealing with narcissists. I mean, social media in itself breeds narcissism, right? And so it's really important. This is why these discussions, I find like they're, they may not be giving my audience what my audience wants, which my audience just wants me to talk about magical product to use for everybody. Just use this, use this, use that. Right, that's what my audience wants. However, I think it's really, really important for us to become aware of certain thinking and tendencies that we have as humans so that we don't fall into this trap of becoming uh, narcissists or, you know, being high on that trait, um, because then life becomes really, really hard for you. Nobody wants to hang out with you. Ugh. Nobody, literally people cut you out of, <laughs> out of their lives because <laughs> you're a narcissist and that's like the worst thing to be around. Right. And so, yeah, I don't want, I don't want to breed that in anybody. You know what I mean? And I don't want to, uh, with my work in any way, 
create that. And that's why my work, the way I, I create my content and everything, even with skin health, it's to make people think, make people apply information thoughtfully, not just give you all the answers, not just like prepare the meal, chew the meal and swallow the meal for you, but just like, here's the ingredients. <laughs> now you make the meal, <laughs> you know what I mean? Here's why we're using all these ingredients. <laughs> You know, here's how these ingredients are beneficial and these ingredients are not beneficial. Now you make the meal and you enjoy eating it and you enjoy swallowing it, right? Because this I find makes people better thinkers in general. Um, and when you become immune to skincare marketing, you become immune to a lot of marketing in general because a lot of life is marketing. <laughs> a lot of people are selling stuff. <laughs> right? In different places, even in relationships, there's people selling themselves in certain ways. So you become a little, a little bit more discerning with respect to who's selling what everywhere. Okay? Um, Millicle says, I'm here for the deep dive on humans, most of, most of all my favorite live topics. Aw, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So yes, these are for the soul for me as well. Kind of talk about things that are important and that's about it. So thank you so much for joining me. This was super fun. Uh, thank you for understanding, for your comprehension and your um, self-regulation up here. Thinking twice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your maturity, your open-mindedness and just your ability to question yourself, consider things without necessarily jumping to a conclusion right away. You don't have to choose a position right now. I'm just sowing seeds. You can decide how they grow. Okay. Regarding laser hair removal, you should watch my dermaplaning video. Ha 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 ha. And all my videos, in fact, well, from the last three years, you should definitely watch all my videos. If you have skincare questions, refer to my content or work with me or get Skin Queen. Skin Queen is the best. Okay. Get on the, on the notification list by clicking the link in my bio. And I will talk to you guys later. Thank you so much. This was super fun. Bye.